Christ. Much like I did last week with a little bit of history and rationale for Advent, I'd like to continue that today with an an apology for Advent and an apology uh, for simplicity in the context of stewardship as well. Last year, when we moved back from back to Texas from Iowa, I didn't yet have a job, and the money in our house was really tight. We hadn't sold our house in Muscatine, so when we set up our household here in Forney, we went only with bare necessities. In particular, even though I wanted it and we wanted it really bad, we didn't order any cable or satellite TV. Unfortunately, fortunately, I discovered an old TV antenna, one of those old huge aluminum antennas that used to, people used to use and put in their uh, attics or up on the roof next to their chimneys. Well, there was one in our rent home in the attic, and so I hooked up our TVs to watch that and started getting all of our local channels for free. We told ourselves that when I started making money and when the house sold... We would get satellite TV and be just like just about everybody else that we knew. But even though both of those things have since happened, we have stuck with TV for free. Now, I won't admit that we always like that situation, especially this time of year. We don't get to see any of the Monday night football games on ESPN and all the BCS college football games that are coming up on ESPN. And I still haven't seen the ending to Breaking Bad on AMC, and we've never seen an episode of Duck Dynasty. (laughs) But we have found a certain freedom in this wilderness of less TV. We spend a lot more time with our TV turned off. And as a result, we listen to music on the radio or to the Ranger game on the radio And if there's a movie we want to watch, we just uh, purchase it and stream it from Amazon Video or from our Netflix account, which is $10 a month. So originally what we were forced to do because of my job situation, we now choose to do. And for the most part, we like it. I tell you this because I think it helps, or at least I hope it helps us to get into what is happening in Advent, especially in this passage of John the Baptist out preaching in the wilderness on the Jordan River in Matthew. John lays an axe to the root of the tree and describes Jesus as the one who has come who will bring his winnowing fork to separate the wheat from the chaff. This symbolism is rich and has multiple meanings, but one for us to focus on today is that the good news of Jesus in general and the preparation of Advent that in particular that we do this time of year is a call to rid ourselves of what is not needed so that we may truly receive what is being gifted to us. There is a growing emphasis in our society, a movement that people call the simplicity movement, 
People are making small decisions on a daily basis to not only get rid of things that they no longer need and deciding that what they have they don't need, but also just simply to stop acquiring so many things. The Simplicity Movement says that more and more we're realizing that this relentless desire to acquire, to purchase, to possess, to manage our possessions is simply not bearing fruit for us. It's not making us happy. Today, the average American has three times as much space as the American, average American did 50 years ago. And we rent additional storage spaces, resulting in a $22 billion a year industry for storage. Barry Schwartz is a psychologist who wrote the book, The Paradox of Choice. And he describes the American culture as the desire to maximize the people's welfare by maximizing the choices we have. With the thought that if we have more choices, then we will have more freedom, and freedom leads to better welfare. And he uses an example of how many different salad dressings are in the grocery store as his example. And he proves his point that this logic that we have based our lives upon is faulty. More choices, more salad dressings on the shelf have not made us happier because all these choices have brought with them unrealistic expectations. So he argues that our society's insistence on offering choices has not made us more free, but has actually led us to more paralysis. Schwartz says that the secret to happiness, according to him, is to have lower expectations. He says, quote, choice within constraint is essential. Choice without constraint is paralyzing. I think that this great deal of wisdom that the Bible gives us about handling money, the Bible has argued that giving away our money is good for us. It's a spiritual discipline that makes us better people, makes us happier. And so specifically, the Bible has taught us for a long time that our income or the amount of wealth that we are to give away is to be at 10%. Right now, economists in the United States say that the average American is very generous because the average American gives away 2 to 2.5% of our income or our wealth. And I would say that we are a generous people. You here in this church, you do so much and you make so many ministries happen. But what about moving from that 2 to 2.5% up to what the Bible teaches us about 10%? Because 2% just simply leaves us with too many choices, too much false freedom. We need more constraint. The axe is at the root of the tree, and we are called to bear fruit worthy of repentance. What a strange word to hear during Advent in the Christmas, quote-unquote, Christmas season. Tithing a full 10% is the axe at the root of the tree of choices. 
and reducing our financial obligations to so many powerful consumer voices helps us repent and turn back to the one who is more powerful than all of those voices. And that one voice is the voice that brings light and life and true happiness and true freedom. So what if instead of saying to God, I've got all these bills to pay, I've got this house and the mortgage and the rent, and I've got this car payment, and all I've got left over is this 1% or 2% to give away. What if instead of giving God the leftovers, we said, first, I will give 10%. And with the 90% left over, that's what I will choose to live on. With that 90%, that 90%, all that is, is that's how I will decide what uh, house I will buy and what kind of car I will drive and what kind of lifestyle I will live. So tithing reduces our choices. It is a constraint that leads us to freedom. So tithing makes us happier. Laura and I have found this to be true in our own lives. As we have in the past been able to work toward a tithe, we have found that it helps us to prioritize every aspect of our lives. It forces us to make better decisions and careful decisions. It helps us to realize that less is more. And we have had the blessing of becoming more content with our lives. I can wait to see that last season of Breaking Bad when it finally shows up on Netflix. The people I want to emulate, the people that in my life that I want to be like, those are typically the most joyful people that I know. And it seems to be that those people are also the ones who have made difficult but life-altering commitments to give away their income and to give away their wealth. I would ask you to think about the people in your own life who taught you about money and how to use it and, and where to spend your money. And those people who taught you well and were good examples to you are more than likely the ones who are the most generous. And they may have not had a lot of money, but they gave sacrificially. They made good choices with what they had, and they chose to be content within that. Now, I don't think that God really cares whether or not there is cable or satellite TV in the Ivy House in Forney. But I think that, at least for me, I have learned that if I can afford cable TV or satellite, if I can afford to pay for TV, then more than likely I can afford to give money away. And I suspect that what was true back when John the Baptist was out there in the desert preaching his wild and crazy message that is so strange to hear and eating his locusts and wild honey, I suspect that that message about preparation for the expected Messiah is still true today. There is a call for each and every one of us, a call to go out into the desert of our own lives, because out in the desert is where we have to get rid 
of our pretensions, pretensions and get rid of our self-deceptions, which we're so good at doing. And out there in the desert, we experience divine judgment, that call to be real with ourselves. We are called, each and every one of us, to swallow the judgment of our sin, which is like locusts and wild honey, so that as we swallow that divine judgment, the word of truth may take hold in our lives and dwell richly in us. Today I've focused on money and giving money away and working towards a full 10% tithe as a, as a way to frame this Advent lesson for us. Because I think that for many of us, including myself, money is a hang-up, perhaps the most important and real hang-up, that prevents us from truly preparing the way for Jesus. But the axe in the winnowing fork can take many forms in your life. What is it in your life that you need to let go of? What is it that you need to say no to? May this Advent season be such a time for you that you may get real with yourself, that you may be real with God. Of all the choices that we have, including all the salad dressings that are out there, of all the choices that we have, the choice to be intimate and passionate about what God is doing in the world and to choose to participate with that good story, that choice is the most important choice that you can ever make. Amen.